Do we got Leroy? Mr. Jenkins? There is no pressure here. You got your drink? You comfortable? I'm good. All right. <clears throat> We're going to just go ahead and ease on into this. It's uh, super comfortable, super mellow kind of thing we got going on here at Rick Dirt. We just kind of talk. We hang out and we record a piece of our normal conversations for the rest of the world to hear. And sometimes we get people from companies on here and sometimes we get just friends on here. And it's always... Honestly, at the end of it, every single one, it's a good time. So I'm glad uh, right now to welcome all of you to another episode of Rick for Dirt. I am your host, Ali, joined with my co-host. As soon as he gets his mic. I got my mic. Got your mic? It's Eric. <laughs> hey, yeah, buddy. <laughs> yeah, I'm here. Where are we? Where are Present. we? Where, where are we at, fool? Where are Dude, we at, fool? We're at base camp. Base camp. Base camp and Big Bear. Holcomb Valley Ranch. Holcomb Valley Ranch. Beautiful piece of land. Huge, beautiful piece Some, of like, land. Wild horses running around. Out in the meadow and shit. In the meadow behind God, my camp. So gorgeous. And uh, they had a silent disco last night. Which was hilarious because I was listening to people like mm, sing along. Mm, 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 mm. And they were all but singing. No sound. But there was no other sound. Just a <laughs> bunch of like a whole group of people just singing. So good. You're missing the most important part, guys. What's that? What's that? It's sunset. It, the temperature dropped. It's cool. We're, it's it's nice right now. Yeah. And who are you? I am Natalie with Goose Gear. Yeah, so we've been hanging out for the last three nights and four days. It's going to be tomorrow, four days, uh, here at base camp. And Natalie is one of our neighbors. We're, what's that? At the Pure 4x4 base camp event. Sorry. So, yes, it is the Pure 4x4 base camp event. That's Kelly Nomura from Tread hanging out with us as usual. Hi. Filling in on details. She hasn't gotten sick of us yet. She's still hanging around. You've heard her for I a couple of episodes. I made new best friends now. that I can't get rid of. Yeah. <laughs> we're we all, love you for that. We're the four best friends anybody could ever have. <laughs> and we love you for that. Um, and we're right next door to Premier West. Premier West is to our left. And Carlos, Miguel, JC, David, just the whole family. Miguel Sr. Like, I love the Premier West family. And let me tell you, Carlos can make a mean Paloma. Probably one of the best Delicious. drinks I've had. Delicious. Yeah. I was hoping for some free refills. It didn't happen. No, because it's, it's intensive. It's labor intensive to make Yeah, we decided he needs to start, like, having a treat for us all. Right. I mean, he needs, like, a five-gallon container of Palomas pre-made, ready to yeah. go. That's the idea right there. Yeah, that is the idea. But for now, I think everyone knows the sound. That is the sound Ooh. of temporary joy. <laughs> And lack 12, of responsibilities. 12 ounces of pure joy. <laughs> pure joy, yes, that's where it's at. We are at pure 4x4, four four. it makes sense. Pure, pure joy, joy, joy pure out of the cracking of the can. This is an interesting event. It is, unlike events that I've been to, this is more of a party meets the Overland scene versus just the Overland camp scene kind of thing. I personally, this is Kelly talking, I see that they're like a car club meets overlanding yeah. meets party scene. That's From, my my take on it. They're definitely here for each other. They're definitely a community correct. Th yeah. of themselves. Um, and they bring a good time. Do not get me they wrong. Include like, I, they include yeah, others. They include others. Yeah, they're very inclusive and yeah. they're very sweet and nice people. And I think that it was a good time and it is a party. It is a party. It's a they, fun party and it's yes. a safe party. You yes. Know? And I think they've dialed it in to have a really nice um, schedule of activities and things for people to do the whole it's weekend. An, a little bit of everything. A little bit of everything. It's an incredibly respectful group of people. 
uh, everyone that we've interacted with. I donated my time for Tread Lightly to man their booth here at Base Camp. Uh, Eric came and joined us uh, yesterday. Uh, Kelly, you've been here this whole time. Uh, we came in on Thursday, and it's been honestly a really chill time. Natalie, you've been here with us. Yeah, it's been it's been awesome. You've been cooking up a storm too. You know, I, I, you gotta cook when you camp. There's nothing you like cooking cook. when you camp. Those that There's uh, tree, what was like it? A tre- what chorizo? Oh, uh, we had a Salvador. Salvadorian, that's right. Chorizo. El Salvador chorizo. Yeah, it was delicious. I've never had it before. It one was of the, good. One of the guys had it. No salsa. We'll, we'll, wow. we'll accept it. Wow, you're gonna judge me on we'll the salsa. We'll accept it. No, I we'll, had that but There deal. was just no salsa. But it was delicious. There was cheese and there was tapatio. It was delicious. I did offer it. And then yeah. I made you ceviche, so you can't so complain. Good. Who's complaining? I'm saying it was delicious. It was such good food. With the, the salsa. We all, he complained we with all the salsa. Really Am I right? Enjoyed. <laughs> Only because Carlos next door yelled at me about how a taco is not a taco unless it's got a good salsa. Otherwise, he, it's he just wants, meat and tortilla. He wants green sauce in particular. Does he really? Is yeah, that I what he's so, about? Yeah. about? I think that was Ooh, but green. Those chilaquiles we had up in Maple Springs, that was... Those are good. Sauce. Yeah, would go back. Yeah. I just gotta say, I'm watching a beer pong game going on yeah. right now in my straight line of vision. <laughs> Did not anticipate that. That is this event. That game. I mean, I'm not surprised. What to do with but the it caught me a little I'll, off guard. I'm pl- I'm watching beer pong in front of a Porsche Cayenne. Just so you know. Yeah, just to just to paint a picture. The juxtaposition for you. of uh, <laughs> the the jock classic jock game with very high end overland vehicles surrounding. But yeah. look at it, it's everybody from everywhere. Yeah. Like some of it's pure, some of it's not. It's everybody from everywhere. It's a community. Yeah. yeah. Just people getting together, having fun. And it has been fun. I I've been time. camping on site like I usually do and it's the the music didn't bother me much. Um, the the, the crazy chaos that happens around camp, people on their bikes. Yes. I, hollering. I feel like fun. they have a reputation of being this very rowdy crowd and rowdy event. And maybe in the start of it, it definitely had, it happened. But I think they've kind of fine-tuned it to be able to welcome families in and be able to bring that party feel in a reasonable, contained, kind of the organized, fix. yes, organized manner. I don't know. The kids are jumping into the party bus. Granted, so the party bus is like shot-based, uh, shot-based, <laughs> and this bus is driving around like at night, all around the campsite, blasting its horn and shooting its lights off, and yeah, there's like kids little, in there, little yellow school bus. Yeah, like and little there's little kids bus. like just screaming out. Yeah, do you want to put your kids on that bus? <laughs> Let's party! The lights inside went to music, though. Just so you know, the light. Yeah, the yeah. lights would go to the beat of the music. That that got me. I was excited about that. Not gonna lie. <laughs> it got me too, though. We had a really me. good. Natalie liked it also. We had a really good turnout. I think really good community here. Um, Eric and I definitely got some looks at the Subaru, the Subarus that we brought out. We have both of them on display here and a lot of interest in like different things like the bike racks you could tell those little gateway elements into the overland lifestyle yeah. and being able to be here with tread lightly and kind of give out the tread principles talk to little kids grown-ups everything in the middle it was i think really today good. we had some really great conversations with people and educational conversations and people who themselves already have an affinity to want to do something and be a part of it who kind of give back to tell us like, oh yeah, what you're doing is fantastic. Good for you. Keep, you know, keep it going. Keep on, keep it Which on. Which is, yeah, that's yeah. good. I like yeah. that. Natalie, how was it for you? This is your first one or second one? This is our first one here. Okay. I mean, we've done a couple peer events before, peer four by four events, okay. but not, not base camp. It's, 
they're a great group of guys and or a great group of people in general and it it did okay but you know we had really good conversations we got to meet the brand a lot more this crowd didn't necessarily know goose gear as much so it was a good opportunity to kind of get out there in front of people and show them who you were yeah and and we had both we had a rav4 and then we had um, a forerunner all fitted all outfitted with our product showing our new park series and our explorer series that's well known um but they definitely had some interest in it and you know got to know the brand a little bit better it was fun yeah. if someone doesn't know goose gear what does goose gear do let's go Come on, marketing lady. <laughs> so Goose Gear, we manufacture and design interior storage systems for off-road vehicles and now all-wheel drive vehicles with our brand new Park Series. With our Subarus, me and Eric, we have two different setups in our vehicles. Yeah. Exactly. So check it out with them. It's great. It's it was awesome. fun when we were at Subi Fest. That was a good time. That was. It was a different event. I yeah. definitely didn't know Goose Gear and um, it definitely showed, you know, we made, a, we made a noise there. We got a lot of interactions with there. That was a massive booth. It was huge. We had four vehicles, five vehicles, four or five Subarus. Yeah, we haven't had a chance to really recap that event with anyone from Goose Gear, so it's cool having Natalie here and talking yeah, about we, it. Yeah, we got to hang out with Natalie two weeks ago at Subi Fest. Yep. They had a nice collection Which of is Subarus the largest there. West Coast Subaru event. Yeah, it it's is. Yeah. all Subarus, all fun. And that was a great event, and the, the Goose Gear kits, I once heard Overlanding described as like, a group of OCD car campers <laughs> where it's like, oh, I have a spot for this and this goes here. You can't tell if they're serial killers this goes or campers. Right here. No, that doesn't go there. That goes here. And it's like everything has its place. Everything has and its place. And it's really, I mean, it's good because like in the middle of the night in a rainstorm. It puts the scuttle in its bin or it gets the hose again. Exactly. <laughs> It, everything goes in the exact same space. Every, everything has like a little designated spot. And that's like a defining characteristic of Overlanders. Yeah. It's so OCD. Yeah. Which is, Goose it was Gear, hard to camp in these Goose Subarus. Goose Gear feeds my OCD. Yeah. They give me these tiny little cubbies these where little I'm nuts. like. It, it's like a warm I'm gonna, hug though. I'm going to turn like this cubby hug. into an electrical station. There you go. And I'm going to turn this hubby, this cubby into, um, this carries my like straps for my hammocks and like strap down ties and everything like, has a place yeah. at the end Tiny, of the day like little wheel well storage areas in my jeep which were otherwise unused or things would just be cluttered and now i like anytime i pull up and there's like two trees like i can string up my hammock it just lives in this like funny little two awkward trees. wheel well storage area <laughs> two trees but yeah that's where that goes two trees one it, bag Two, two trees, one, one storage, storage area. <laughs> one hammock. But two trees, one hammock. Two trees, one hammock. An overland story. Um, but for real, like it, it, it feeds the it feeds the OCD. In the Subi, I'm not there yet. No, in the not Jeep, at all. I'm so dialed in. Everything, My Jeep is pretty dialed. I could be in yeah. the middle of the night with no headlamp on a moonless night. You know night. where everything's at. I know every yeah. e where everything lives because I have like a storage kit that allows me to keep things like do you have the goose gear in your jeep floating too? in random like such do you have goose gear in your jeep i do yeah, yeah. i have so the two-thirds seat delete and on that it's okay. the explorer series so yeah. it completely deleted the seat so i actually got a little bit of weight savings nice. and then i built in my air compressor air compressor tank um a couple of electrical units and so those things are like cool. permanently built into the deck system which is great but yeah, as I progress in what I do with my Jeep, I'm starting to think about, okay, maybe I can get rid of the 40. 
Like, I can just be without my 40 split. I'm thinking the same thing. Like, yeah. I, wanna, I wanna put the Jeep on a diet. And yeah. Part of that, like the seat weighs a lot and these little wooden plates do not. So. Once you delete a seat, it's you realize you don't really need that seat. And then all of a sudden you realize, I don't need that other seat either. And yeah. then it's like, then you end up with no seats of 40, 60, no seats, you know, with your fridge there, you're sleeping yeah. in there. That's how my forerunner ended up. So it's getting real comfortable. Yeah. <laughs> and you're like, man, do I really need to put these back in? Mm, maybe not. But they yeah. Just collect dust on your shelf in your garage. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. That's where mine's For a at. year or two. In storage. Until you toss it. Yep. Eventually. Yep. Yep. But in the Subi, I haven't figured it out. I haven't yet. figured out shit. So dude. I'm. This is my first camping trip. I'm like three days, four days in my Subaru. I was like panicked. I, I got like, to sleep on the the Park Series Cross Track. Sleeping What's platform. up, Carlos? What's going on, dude? Carlos, those were the best Palomas I've ever had in my life. They're great, aren't they? Dude, you made an amazing drink, bro. Carlos from Premier West Gears dude, makes amazing Carlos from <laughs> Premier West Gears. Not and only that, do they do amazing gears, but they make a hell of a drink. Yeah, I know we told you that, but it's worth repeating. Dude, it's so good. To yeah. the public. To the multiple to times. To all of you. <laughs> to all five listeners. But yeah, it, it slept well last night on the sleeping platform yeah. for the uh, the park series and the cross track. Uh-huh. Uh, I think if I was an inch taller, it might not have worked. I'm six foot. I think that's about the maximum sleeping length for that length vehicle. I think they get a little bit longer with some of the other kits. And you have all three parts, right? You have the sleep platform and the pillow as well. I do, yeah. Oh, yeah, so that, that makes it a little bit more doable. I think, but you had your Jeep, you've had, how long did it take you to build out your Jeep? and to really dial it in. Is it ever dialed in? That was the question that I was going to ask. No, it's never completely dialed in. It's always evolving. I change what I carry on board as new products come out. Exactly. As new hobbies come up. As new hobbies come up Mm -hmm. and new products come out, yeah, the the loadout changes. But the Subaru is so new, it's like I need a full new kit that's like built for this like two to three day adventures rather than the Jeep, which is like five to seven day adventures. Oh, definitely. The Crosstrek is- four days for me on the Jeep is like comfortable. Yes. Yeah. The Crosstreks are half the sizes of your Jeeps. Exactly. If not smaller. I mean, I'll tell you, there's not a lot of space on the Jeeps either. So it's- That's true. Utilizing the roof rack and the interior space. I mean, I had to take the booth for Tread Lightly, 10 by 20 or 10 by 10, 10 by 10 booth, uh, canopy, two flags, tables, all their gear and stuff, plus all my stuff, it's it's definitely been a lot. Yeah, but but you made it happen. But I made it and happen. That's what I keep going back to. <laughs> but you made it happen. Where, where and there's that's a will, there's a way. It all fit. I mean, we were all eating together. It was like me, Eric, and Kelly eating mostly, and then actually Natalie fed us some stuff, which was amazing. I did. Um, but yeah, I mean, if I wasn't feeding a group by myself, I could easily stretch out yeah. stretch out that food that I had for four days, yeah. easy. Three steaks, dozen eggs. Yeah, that's a few days of food. Yeah, the Easy. steaks fed us last night, and again, like I literally they made fed an appearance in our breakfast. For breakfast. Yeah, yeah, steak and eggs. My friends took my thirty-five to medic camping for four days. They went up to Big Sur. They're just a couple, nice. but and they I love Big Sur. So they beautiful. never used a fridge before, but they came home loving it, and like we're never camping without one of these ever again. Yeah. Hopefully, we can use yours again. <laughs> Go buy um, your own. But yeah, but for them, the like us, I think we're around it and we're used to it and we're used to seeing fridges and we're used to seeing bigger for ones. For some people, it's totally wild. Right. right. And for someone who's not a camper in this 
world and industry to have know what's available to them. That 35 liter fridge for them packed a four day camp trip for the two of yeah. them with extra room and their their drinkers. So they packed their drinks. I mean, they would switch stuff out as they were right. going, but it, they thought it was the fantastic That's thing. So the 25 thing. is. I've had to switch stuff out really quick. Yeah, you have to switch it out. Faster. But it works. Yeah, but it works. Yeah, yeah and that's with, what I do too. With the 25, you need to be like first in, first out. Take two beers out, put two beers in from dry storage, and And you put so your on. colds at the top and your load yeah, your, ideally. you pull out and bu yeah, build the bottom with your warms and yeah. load your tops, yeah. <laughs> ideally, that's the way it works. I usually just stuff everything in there and hope I pick a cold one. That happens too. Just I do dig that around also. for something that feels that cold. That feels cold to touch, yeah. Warm, 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 cold. Bingo. Bingo. Nailed it. What is it? I don't know. It's too dark. You <laughs> can't see. Let's hope I'm opening the right one. Right. <laughs> it's V8. It's a Pellegrino. <laughs> <laughs> it's almost like a placebo um, So I hope you guys listening in right now are doing well. I mean, oftentimes I like to take a minute and just acknowledge that you guys keep coming back, keep listening, and keep supporting. And, you know, over here at this event, I had a couple of people like, oh, yeah. I know you, you're Kate the Jeep, or yeah, you have that podcast, and it's like, that's cool. Um, if it if it does well, if it gives people something to, you know, aspire to or in, inspire some activity, then that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, there was the gentleman who stopped by the booth who said that he listens to the podcast, he knew who you were and, like, knew the podcast. Like, yeah. That's cool. Hi to you. Like, I, I like that. Yeah. Like, and he's know. like, oh, yeah, and, you know, Frank. And, you know, he's talking about Frank, and it's like, yeah, you know, like, this is something that the community kind of tunes into, some of the community. And, you know, I always joke we have five listeners, but it's like we get a few thousand people every month that download episodes. So a few thousand listens is pretty huge, you know. I can't say if you're listening to all of it. You got actually speaking of listening. Do you hear that? The raffle's going off right now. Dude, they're a raffle. They're like giving out tents and fridges and like. This is for the five hundred and dollar or more prizes. Oh so really? So these are all the big ones that they're going for right now. Like so these are the tents now. The rowdiness stuff. will only go more. Yeah. So what I heard, right? They had like a one raffle, which is like smaller prizes, and then they come back again with like the big prize raffle. Yeah. But yeah, it's, it's this is the big we're raffle. not sitting next to it and we can hear it going Very off loud, right yeah. now. Speaking of hearing stuff, last night I came back to like pick something up from camp and go back down to where Eric was camped at, which was a lower campsite. And uh, I was here to listen to like the silent disco, <laughs> which was the funniest thing. You guys didn't see ever. it at all? I didn't, I didn't go oh, to see it. It was a blast. You guys were there the whole it time. It was a huh? blast. Natalie and I stopped by to check it out, and we got a pair of headphones. Yeah. Did you? Yeah, you it was, they have it? two different DJs, so like. People are like offbeat dancing yeah, offbeat. Yeah, so you were looking at one person, and they may have like a red headphone on, and dancing then, oh, to hip hop, blue, and then blue and was red. like EDM music, and everybody's oh, jamming out to funny. EDM. So like, it was like completely split, and you never knew what you were gonna like. That's amazing. Switch off. So you could you switch your headphones back and forth? Yeah. So red you could be blue? your own DJ. So you could change channels and be like. <laughs> yeah. That's wild, and dude. Rocket. That's so fun. So <laughs> much fun. And they were singing out loud. So people who were <laughs> yes. at the headphones on were singing out loud. So all you heard was this chorus of like people just like singing like old disco songs. Like it was, Without hearing any music. I was music. giggling. Like I was here like grabbing stuff at the camp at the Tread Lightly booth. And I was just laughing. I was like, that's so rad. So fun. Here in the middle of the woods, it's like such a fun place to have such an obscure, <laughs> yeah. like novelty entertainment event. Right. But they did it in a smart way. And I'll give them that because this event 
in the past, I think, had been known to be like super rowdy just all night long. And it was rowdy. And we did have live music until like eight, nine o'clock. And then from like nine or nine thirty, there's something yeah. called Lumen Hour. And there's this party bus. Power, we call it Power Hour. Yeah, we every, liked Power Hour. Everyone, power Hour. <laughs> and everyone with all the lights on their rigs would like drive around this gigantic area. Yeah. So like every 15 minutes, this Congo line of vehicles we just go blurring their horns and just, flashing their lights. Yeah, exactly. Having a great time. Having so much fun. Led by a party bus that was literally like... Oh my God, the party bus, bro. A short bus with neon lights and sound system and like 20 drunk people inside. Um, This is their thing, though. This is what they do. Around like 11 o'clock, that ended. And then around 11, the silent disco started. And so it was like just before midnight, like the rowdiness of the camp did kind of die down. Mm -hmm. And those that still wanted to like get wild threw on a pair of headphones and did so relatively quietly. (laughs) And so they had a lot of good voices. Like I was like, wow, their voices are pretty good. Like just the people singing along. Yeah. Ah, It was was earlier than that. I feel like 11 is when it started toning down. Oh, really? But I got to okay. give a shout out. It was two DJs. Like, they had dual DJs going on the silent disco, which I've never been to one before. I don't know if it's usually right. a live DJ going. That's what made it super cool to me because you have that interactive with the DJ at the same time that you're in your own little site. Like, yeah, you're in your you're in your own little world dancing because you can't look at the person next to you because they're on a different frequency than you are. But then at the same time, it's you you get to see the DJ firsthand. It was <laughs> it was a grand old time. I don't care what anybody. Not only I appreciate it, we liked it. <laughs> hey, going back to uh, Goose Gear, we are joined by. You want to introduce yourself real quick, bud? Come on, Steve. I'm just a guy named Steve. I have an Instagram page called Raventure. Just a guy named Steve is your Instagram? Just a guy. What was that? Just, just a guy named Steve is your Instagram? No, my Instagram is <laughs> Raventure. I, I should make just a R-A-V- guy named Steve. R-A-V-E-N-T-U-R-E. R-A-V-N-T-U-R-E. The okay. E was taken already. All right, got unfortunately. it. Unfortunately. So, but and the reason why you're Raventure is because you have a RAV4 that's pretty, like, built up. Looks yes. really nice. Yeah, th- thank you very much. What year yeah. is that? It is a 21 RAV4, so fifth gen. Yeah, nice. it's part of, you're part of the CUV market that's like growing right now because people are sick of paying seven miles a gallon gas. You know, we're now getting like, what do you get in yours? We get like about 21. I'm if I'm on the highway where like when I do long overlanding trips, I get between 22 to 23. Wow, and what size tires are you on? I have 32s. Oh, wow, wow. that's yes. rad. Like yeah. I know most uh, RAV4s get between 30 and 31 inch tires. They okay. come stock with 29 and a half, I believe, so mm-hmm. they just get a little bit of clearance, but I was kind of like pretty new, like early on with the RAV4s, so I was kind of the guy that's like, I wanted to push it. I want to see how far I can go with it, and it kind of got to where it is now because by trade i'm a mechanic so i wasn't like really afraid to you know mess with it because i knew in the end i could fix it you know and that's where a lot of the fear i feel is for like a lot of people it's obviously it's a big cost thing as any hobby is i had a rav4 i did not want to take well i had a hybrid rav4 i did not want to take that thing off road i looked at it i put it up on a rack and looked underneath and saw the hybrid electric lines and i'm like i'm gonna break something in the middle of nowhere I'm buying a four-wheel drive car. That's that's where the decision happened. But yours is built built out so beautifully. Is you did such electric, a nice like a job. No, no, I want to get full gas because I I do know the high voltage lines, and that was something that I was very much aware of from the beginning. Right. Okay. And also, I know that like 
as a tech, I know the hybrid systems were completely different on-road than off-road. Okay. So I know that on the road, it's going to do what it needs to do. Once you start modifying things, that is not how they want to do it. And right. hybrids are very specific as far as it comes to loads, voltages, and stuff. And Interesting. I'm, if you talk to a smart dealership with good salesmen, they will tell you. Your, the mileage that they tell you on the sticker, it is not what you're going to get, unfortunately. No, I didn't feel an advantage on my hybrid versus yes. the gas. If I bought the gas model, I feel like I would have gotten the same gas mileage than the hybrid, and I paid more for the hybrid than what I was getting. Yeah, and it, they get I great that gas mileage, too. Yeah. Like, stock, because um, I purchased mine in Las Vegas, and the same day I made a trip up to Big Bear with one of my buddies, and it was the first day I put 600 miles on it, the oh. very first day I got it. Because I went from... You broke uh, it in, good. Yeah, I did. Because yeah, it was from Vegas to my house to pick up some gear, and then from my house to Big Bear. Oh, I like it. Yeah. You immediately went camping. Yeah, exactly. And, like, everybody was looking at me like, is that a RAV4? It's like, yes, I'm going to do these things because I think it can do it. And, and have you been disappointed now that you've done some modifications and gotten into where you want? Are you happy with what you have? Yeah, at this point, I, I want to say I'm very happy with the car now, and... Obviously, I know it's not as capable as a 4x4, sure, sure. but it does what I want it to do. Yeah. And that was very specific to, like, opposite of what my friends wanted to do. My friends are more rock-crawly type of people. Yeah. I'm like, I, I, it's cool, but I'm more of a camper. Yeah. You know, and I, I tell people, it's like, look, it's, the RAV4 is cool, but what do you want to do? Are you trying to go deep into national forests? Are you trying to go into, like, more rock-climbing things? Like, do not get it. I'll be very honest with people. Because in the end, it's all about, like, what is it that you want to do and are you going to be happy with the car? Because they say the car is the second biggest investment that you're going to ever put into, second to a house. Right. So if you're yeah. not going to be happy with a the car, then there's no point in owning it. Yeah. Definitely. Now, you have to like your car. I had actually a friend who was complaining about some new Tacoma or something he bought. And he was, like, so negative. I'm like, you got to get rid of that thing. Why do you buy a car if you don't like it? Like, well, I mean, he bought it. He thought he was going to like it. Didn't like yeah. it. I'm like, you got to get rid of it because he was so down. It was actually uh, Doug. Doug, that you actually, Eric, Eric, you got a chance to go hang out with Doug. Uh, yeah, I, I went with uh, Doug to the uh, Coastal Conservation Alliance, and there was a great. For his insurance company, they hosted like, yeah. us to go out, and you were able to go. We couldn't, I couldn't make it because I was here. Yeah, it was a cool banquet honoring um, people that have, like, you know, been influential with a lifetime of work of conservancy for keeping right. fisheries open and keeping. Uh, and what does that mean? Like uh, allowing uh, people to fish? Yeah, basically like uh, like smart conservation management of uh, like marine resources. Okay. So it was mostly saltwater based, uh, onshore or nearshore, okay. and then uh, like deep water. Yeah, uh, the stuff I love fishing at. Exactly, but it's it's uh, it's the policies that keep the numbers in check that that make it so uh, fishermen are still able to go out there and like have a good time take a boat out for the take a day, boat out day, three, four, it, day, yeah. exactly yeah. They, they, they fight some like the similar uh, to what we're doing here fighting for our right to recreate it, it's so close to what tread lightly does right. on land the coastal conservation alliance does for open access to fishing because like, they, they, they'd be happy to close it down again water. right like absolutely off of the coast of big sur and different places those are all like private lots almost like on the ocean like you can't just go fish there they're like they're like uh habitats right even parts of like laguna beach 
even parts of Laguna Beach, you can't just roll up and start fishing. Right. A lot of the areas are protected, um, and th those are protected for a reason. They're yeah. nurseries for small fish that ensure that uh, the fish that are of legal size for taking are, are having a safe area to like grow up and, and become full-size fish. Yep. So I think that... I think the uh, alliance and the conservation efforts there are, are like managed well. What was our What was our friend's uh, Instagram? Oh, I'm not sure. Me neither. Yeah, I, right. I, off the top of my head, out here in the Why middle am I of the woods. Spacing on that right now. No idea. But it's Doug Choi. He has uh, he, he works for an insurance company, Liberty Liberty Insurance, yeah. and they've been nothing but genuine in their approach to be within the community because they're like his wife has a four by e jeep he himself has like other vehicles like he's very into off-roading and overlanding but happens to have this insurance thing so it's like when you find somebody who's really about the lifestyle and they actually have a service that you might like we might use for events that we do with rick for dirt it makes sense to build that relationship and keep it in the family you know and that's uh that's what we've uh that's what we're aspired to do is make sure that all of us do well like no matter what it is whether we have a buddy who's doing insurance Fast Friends doing t-shirts, uh, Kelly doing a magazine with Tread, uh, Natalie doing Goose Gear, you know, all of us doing things that we love to do and supporting one another to continue to, to grow and succeed. Um, that's what it's really all about. So it's great that you were out there with them and they invited us out and huge thanks to them. He did mention, and his Tacoma is beautiful. It's a brand new Tacoma, <laughs> um, current generation, current brand model. Brand new, yeah. Current model year, but... Uh, he was like basically with us in a parking lot and he's like this is flooring it we're going parking lots and you could tell he was like joking not joking he's like, so over it he's so over the lack of horsepower yeah it's gotta get everyone knows that he's not he's not pointing out anything that everyone yeah. in the industry doesn't already know the current generation Tacoma what's currently available is severely <laughs> underpowered all my buddies everybody wants Tacomas, a supercharged magnificent powered everybody. hamster powered yeah and it's just like yeah dude especially in this day and age where like you have like Bronco Raptor and you got the Raptor R and you've got like all these you got the 392 Jeep you've got these vehicles Ranger. The Raptor Ranger has a Raptor now. Yes. Yeah. It's, the poor Tacoma. It's yeah. very underpowered. And the Tacoma, they came out with the new wants it to be strong. They released the new Tacoma at Expo West. I yeah. don't remember the engine. With on the that. freaking mech seats, like the full shocks. Yes. Wasn't that the uh isn't that the 3.4 liter? I believe. Uh, I think the I-Force. Yeah. Twin turbo yeah. I-Force. I, I think so. It's got a, a small small turbo to spool up the big turbo. Yeah. So it's not two side-by-side. Yeah, it's not two side-by-side -side turbos. It's a sequential system. Yeah. One feeds so you the other. Yeah, you don't have as much lag at right. low RPMs and then a big boost when you hit 3,000 RPMs. Um, it, it, it'll it'll kind of build up and always feel a little bit like, Look at the frisky. torque off of it that they weren't getting before on the old engine. Yeah. And that sounds That's about right for right. the Tacoma, but they're using that same motor in what they just released for the new Land Cruiser. Mm. And it seems a little bit small for the Land Cruiser. Then again, SUVs have been getting bigger in the Land Cruisers only the Big new smaller. the new Land Cruiser 2024 they just released. I think it's only three inches longer than a forerunner. So it's, it's like mid size, they say. It's still mid size. They're not trying to like oversize the Land Cruiser the way that like the trucks have incrementally gotten larger and larger right. with yeah. each generation. The Forerunner has incrementally gotten larger and larger. Right. Um, 
I'm happy to see them just kind of like keep the Land Cruiser at a reasonable size. But is there enough difference? Is three inches enough difference to make the to make a difference between a Forerunner and a Land Cruiser? Yeah. And they're only doing the Land Cruiser with the it's like second though. second row seats. They're yeah. not doing a third row of seats in the Land Cruiser. Who uses right. a third row it's, seat? Really? Exactly. So they're 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 Highlander like, if, purchasers. They're, well, that's, that's what like my wife has. Like, my wife has a Highlander. Yeah. That's, if they're that's gonna a need a third row, they gotta have to. Yeah. Go with a Highlander yes. or the Sequoia. Yeah, exactly. Like something, or something a minivan. Otherwise, you have or no storage van. again in a Forerunner or a Land Cruiser. There's no storage. Like, if you have a third row seat, it's stupid. Exactly. So, they, they did protect the storage area and they did make some smart moves. They still kept a good, solid, like, transfer case and gear axle ratio. So, it looks like a really cool rig. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm stoked on the new Land Cruiser, but I wish they gave it a bigger power plant. Not just use in general, like, Toyota the Tacoma has a got a bigger one power, now. Yeah. They wanted to move everything over to the same the system and design of what the new generation. The iForce was the new Yeah, thing, so right? the Tundra came out first, right? And that had that i iForce i iForce iMax. Yeah, something like um, that. I've driven that. It's it impressed me. I at first I was very meh about it and getting behind the wheel and actually spending some time driving it. I my my opinion flipped really quickly and I was very impressed with that engine. Yeah. I first Max was actually a good time and I could see how on the trail it would be of big benefit. So taking that technology and putting it into the the grain of everything else that they're coming out with now makes Toyota a lot kinda of said, sense. Fuck it with the the Tacoma. They're like, We're gonna do some cool shit, like out of the box shit. I think that they needed to because they were kind of resting on their laurels. They were in a rut. Yes. Yeah, for a long time. Yeah. They made no changes. Technology-wise, the technology lost. Their second and third generations were pretty much the same. Exactly. Yeah. So now and, they needed to make say, that push. And you yeah. can say the exact same thing about Jeep. Oh, yeah. They kept the same motor and yeah. only had one option for so long. And people always ask me when the Bronco was coming out, and Bronco's like trying to take some of Jeep's, like, prestige and like place at the top of the mountain and it's it's like no i'm not mad about the bronco coming out the rising tide has lifted all boats yeah the competition is now in the playing field dude and, and bronco's toyota, got involved in cleanups and conservation so now you have toyota now needs to play in that field they with do. ford and jeep they don't really and get involved in the conservation they want, stuff they it, don't get involved no. in the actual off-road overland world that's true much. because and that's actually something that i think ford like took Did a page really of jeeps yeah like bible really like well 100 they before the Bronco even came out, they started creating community. And yes, they started. They did. They started attending events specific for owners, yeah. like Jeep Jamboree, and it gets all these Jeep people together, and they all take. They their definitely Jeeps converted out, some Jeep guys for they, sure. Yeah. Yeah, they all go out, and so now there's these like Bronco meetups and Bronco Jamboree. Bronco yeah. Rodeo. The yeah. Red, the red. Ro- Bronco. Yeah. What do they call it? Bronco Rodeo. Rodeo. No. Is it really called it? That's a great. That's a great they, name to call they it. Have, they have like. Uh, made an effort to build community not just sell a product sell a lifestyle create create, well they're they're creating a lifestyle exactly which is jeep Jeep the marketing on the new bronco has its own sector away from ford that is purely for the bronco that is endorsing the lifestyle and everything around the bronco so it's a separate entity what ford has done is kind of done what toyota did with the lexus model they created a sub model they created the bronco model of, or the Bronco brand, sorry. They created the Bronco brand. Now you have the Bronco Sport. 
Bronco Sport was never a car that existed. They made that. Right. Then you created the Bronco. The Bronco was a heritage. Like we had a, the Bronco too. Bronco had heritage off of the actual Bronco. So that's that was a that there was, was the a, Bronco too. The Bronco two Sport came off of the Bronco too, though, which is a smaller yes. version of the Bronco. Did it exist in the past? Yeah. Correct. It yeah, did in the yes. past. That's interesting. Like there was the OJ Bronco, the OBS. Because they did style come out with a heritage model, so I was a little confused on that. I saw some people talking about like, oh, how are you gonna have a heritage when this is your first year? But it wasn't. You're saying the Bronco two is the Bronco Sport. Yes. That was where they took that. No tone kidding. From. Okay, that's yeah. cool. Yeah, I'm yeah. glad you're here. But. The, that, that same competition amongst brands has allowed Jeep, who had one engine option yeah. for the Jeep Wrangler. The newer ones, the 3.6. Historically, they've had one engine option. Well, they've gone from they've, 4.0s they've, to 3.6. But, but always in the model year, one option. There was never a 4.0 and a 3.8. Oh, within the same. They now went they from have the 3.0 to and a 3.8 to a 3.6. 2.0. They never had options. Turbo, yeah. It was, you bought that model year, you got the engine that came with it. It's a very and then European the Bronco, thing. The, the then the Bronco engines. came out, and the Bronco had engine options. Yeah. And Jeep, very quickly with the Wrangler, all of a sudden, 3.6 Pentastar, 2.4 four-cylinder turbo. Is it 2.4 or 2.0? Is it 2.4? I thought it was. It might be. A no, 2. don't 0. let me make you second guess yourself. Okay. I, I thought I, it was I don't a 2.0. Own, I don't own that vehicle, so I could be misspeaking. But then they came yeah, out with the, the hybrid, Subaru, and then they came out with the diesel, and then they came out with a V8. Yeah. So historically, yeah. with the Jeep Wrangler, when there was no competition, and there was no Within Bronco, the same model and there was no other option to buy on the market, they basically pigeonholed any potential buyer into the one available engine option. Right. And as yeah. soon as there was competition on the market, it changed Jeep the game. all of a sudden created options. Hybrid, yeah. diesels, turbocharged, electric, yeah. electric assist. They had yeah. to to keep up with the Bronco coming out, though. Like, Bronco was... The vehicle that was coming out that's going to give them a true run for their yep. money to actually have true competition of what it is it can do and what its capabilities are yep. to actually make them go, oh, someone, a consumer has an option now. Wasn't do I like buy a Jeep? Do I buy making? a Bronco? Jeep, Jeep released the recon package on 35s, and then Bronco released the Sasquatch package. The 37s? And then it was 37s, yeah. and then Jeep did the Rubicon recon on 37s. Yeah. And it's this been tit-for-tat back and forth of offering more and more capability turnkey off the factory floor and it's like it's raising the prices of the vehicles but it's also like it's good to see the competition yes. yeah it, I, like you said it raises all ships i'm yeah. gonna make a flip a switch there back to toyota though i will say that toyota's company has started to recognize what the off-road community is bringing to them as a marketplace and they have decided to kind of cater to that and i see that at sema at sema they come out with their trail builds boss. yeah the trail, the bo trail boss it was a trail boss no something no oh, that, that is, is chevy. a chevy is, is that like the zero two it was one of their concept vehicles but they and even lexus too like they came out with builds that cater to the community that were involved so overlanding and off-roading to show the potential of what the Toyota can do. And maybe they aren't as dialed in as Jeep is because Jeep has been doing it for so long, but they're working towards it. I yeah. think it's, it's a, you know, they, they realize that I think the company realizes. The yeah. The importance of this market share for them and what their potential can be in their growth. And I do appreciate like having that opportunity to meet with 
the engineers of the Tundra and how they built that truck and the. Did you get to do that? Yes, and nice. the information or. What was that like? The What'd research that they did to build that truck to make it what it is today. They talked to consumers. Was it they a media event? Yeah, like, it was. A, yeah, I went to the first release where you didn't get to drive, and then went back for like the first drive event, um, and you got to like meet, you know, the engineers and the people who built it, and obviously the marketing people, um, and learn a lot about the history of all well, the the roots of what built the vehicle to be what it is because that was their first big jump into that twin turbo engine and it's a hybrid so that's a different you know perspective on truck own like truck american truck owners you know it is made in the usa even though it's a toyota and that's something to think about also like they're made in texas so i think a lot of the toyotas have more made in the usa parts than some of the fords and other yeah, american look at the brands. Irony. yeah <laughs> Yeah, there, there's a little bit of a uh, irony there. Yeah, we I got to go to the plant in I oh, mean, San right. Antonio. Yeah, to see the tundras being made. It was cool. That whole experience was amazing. Yeah, I really enjoyed that. It was really neat. I that I got a whole new appreciate. I mean, I'm a Toyota girl. Not gonna mm -hmm. lie, but I wasn't a big fan of the new Tundra because I'm an old school thinker with gas engines and the way they were in a hybrid. I drove a hybrid RAV4 and I was not impressed with it. So going into that Tundra with that twin turbo IMAX and I'm like, whatever. And I walked out with a completely opposite opinion. So impressed with it. And them trying to pave a path of making that something that people can appreciate with new technology. And I think that's the takeaway from that. And, and the rest of the line followed suit and they wanted to create a, a, a family of vehicles that had that same look and had that same body styling and had that same, you know, roots through that new, new release. And I think Tundra or Toyota in general will get in it. Yes, they're coming late to the game, but I think they, they can. And I think it was called the Trail Hunter or something like yes. that. Yes. Trail Hunter. Yes, I got it. I had the t-shirt and she needed to say that. I, I do have the t-shirt too. Yeah. <laughs> but, Oops. but yeah, I think with them, I went to SEMA this year and, you know, they had a whole half of their display booth was all ex-Overland trucks. So yeah, it was they had the Patriot trucks, they had ex-Overland, yeah, they, they had concept builds. Yeah, they, they were, were very, very much focused. in the overlanding, off-roading demographic. I mean, historically, their vehicles, like, internationally, yes. uh, yeah. land cruisers yes. yeah. are, are, are still hailed as one of the most reliable overland platforms. And then... The Hilux series. Yeah. Right. I was gonna say the Hilux. So to circle back to the new Land Cruiser, um, one of my riders made a mention of the Land Cruiser is just a resemblance of a Hilux, you know, an SUV form kind of thing that, you know, are we really getting something great? I don't know, but I'm very happy that they decided to release the Land Cruiser back in the States again because that was something they took off the market same, for a while. Same. I mean, it, 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 coming from a goose gear perspective, it makes it a little stressful because we're always trying to keep up with the newest vehicles and I'm like, oh my God, how am I going to get this Land Cruiser into our shop? But at the same time, it's been, it's such an important vehicle in their lineup and I think how many people or how many things did you see when they announced the new Land Cruiser and they said that it wasn't coming to the States or right. things like that and then I was like oh man this is going to be fun to deal with but it, now it's here and it's it's going to be cool to see yeah I'm excited to see what people do with it I'm excited to see how it, it bleeds into our industry and our worlds and well as long as it keeps growing that's what we want that's what we hope for it we hope that these manufacturers keep supporting the activities that we do 
And every time they release a 4x4, they're agreeing that this vehicle should be used in an off-road situation. Yeah. You're not you're not you're not really like doing it for the potholes. You not, know? Not the on-road the landslide. Potholes. No. The occasional landslide on the PCH fucking drive home? Yeah. No. You're doing it for This is for like fire road trails, for mountain roads, yeah. for like getting out there. So the fact that the manufacturers actually don't do a lot of education for people in terms of like tread lightly principles or like give some people like pamphlets or some material when you buy this four-wheel drive vehicle any four-wheel drive vehicle or any vehicle that has lockers any vehicle that can be put into four low should also come with a welcome to the off-world space here's here's what you should be doing here's how you should be driving here's the principles that we've partnered with tread lightly to tell you like these are good lessons and they don't do it and supposedly the insurance companies won't even insure you if the dealer gives you any information about off-roading that vehicle which is garbage because what the fuck is that vehicle used for it's used for off-road if all of their like uh advertisement like media samples. They're going through crazy if, ruts and big water crossings. They're showing that shit. Yeah, if they show them splashing through streams and on, on fire roads or equivalent like rutted, rocky, ungroomed dirt trails. Right. Like that is an absolute. It's like, what are you, stupid? Are you new? It, it's an absolute like uh, confirmation from the brand. Like that is exactly what this vehicle is meant to be doing. Seriously. That's the way we're advertising it to you. So... If if Jeep was trying to sell me a Wrangler that couldn't go off road, if you like, show me a Razor a little, Polaris Razor commercial where it's jumping like twenty feet, you're telling me we're jumping twenty feet. Yeah. And I will say to Stefan, close course driver, whatever, you know. But that's why groups are so important for that push of the education. In the meantime, until we can find the larger support. In the meantime, the different. Four by four groups and off-road groups or whatever kind of group that people are involved in, like being able to utilize those groups to help push that education component is so, so Dude, important. I'll tell you right now, I you took know. two days vacation time. Two days vacation time that I could probably use for other events that I need to be, to, be at with Eric for these Subarus. I took two days off. I just said, fuck it. They asked me, they're like, hey, Ollie, would you run our Tread Lightly booth for us? Yes, I'll do it. Okay, maybe I was trying to get a job at Tread Lightly at one point. But but, but the point is, is now that I'm more partners with them and I'm doing work with them, for me, it feels like this is part of the work I do for them. Did it? Did you get a sense of fulfillment out of that experience Absolutely. Like, this experience? Dude, we had like a group of kids, mixed age, I would say from six years up to nine, ten, yes. eleven maybe, max. Like a gang of them. I'm like, you little sticky finger punks they just wanted stickers they were so cute they were going crazy for this they wanted to take packs of stickers i'm like take a couple but they sat there like super like into it when we were giving them the little like five minute rundown of what we were all about and what the right thing to do was they actually stood there and listened to the tread principles and we asked them we're like do you know what tread lightly is you're gonna put the stickers on your stuff do you know what it is like you want to represent stickers on your cool stuff of things that like you vibe with yeah and they're like... That's what I told them. I'm yeah. like, you don't want to represent something you don't care about. Yeah. So, so do you guys listen. know what Tread Lightly is? They're like, no. Do you we guys, had them for five minutes. Five minutes of you guys, these little kids' do, attention. Do you guys want to learn? And they're like, yeah. 
And so they literally gave us their attention, and and attention at that age range. Was it was hard rad to because come right, on. Be, right before that, but, they were getting stickers, and Eric goes, "We should have talked to them." I'm like, "You're right." But then they came back. I'm like, "Yo!" <laughs> and we got and they showed true comprehension of the stuff we were talking about, which is they what so I was smart. excited about. Yeah, those they, kids were street smart. Those kids were like rolling around this Polaris <laughs> Razor all night. But these kids have been in this industry With since they parents. were little. Yeah. Since they were little, and it's yeah. great. Their parents own companies in the off-road space. Or, they're they're around these events all the time. Or their parents so. come and are part of this community. It's great, and. It's so good because then they tell their friends and when they start driving and it's just how the community grows and how people learn because it is hard. It is if you've never been off roading before or even been on a fire trail in general, they are parting over there. But yeah, I'm at the raffle. I, I, I know. Let's let's let this pass for a minute. The raffle's going off. <laughs> Eric's dancing. I was like, get it, Eric. <laughs> Eric's Get it. it. I didn't know. I had my headphones on. I couldn't hear any of that. <laughs> oh, that's right. That makes sense. And, like, and he's like looking at me. I'm like, hey. Uh, yeah. You guys want there's a party going on? Yeah. Anyways, I just want to say thanks to Goose Gear for supporting me and Eric on this Project Tubru that we're doing with Tread Magazine. I which is thank why, you also. Well, which is why Kelly's been hanging out with us for so much. We've basically bogarted a very important person's time with a lot of the stuff that we've been doing and but i have to say i appreciate it um you really bringing me into the fold of what you got going on and what you've been doing and camping with you like it's helped me personally it? yeah it's awesome. helped me personally it's getting me out of my apartment by myself and my dog <laughs> to go do things and um being a i I'm alone a lot in what I do in my world because I work at Writing home and, and I, yeah. yes. And so being, and we've talked about this, but feeling like you're a part of a team makes a big difference. And We're I think, all one big group. And that's what I, you know, that's why I like the community of this overlanding and off-roading stuff. It's very community oriented and, and being a part of a team of something, a project has been fun yeah. for me. So I appreciate you, Ben. Awesome. No, and, and we, we really love to support what we're doing with the Project Tubru thing with Tread Magazine is awesome. We love you guys. It's been great. It's been great to build out your guys' rigs, too, to be a part of it. And no, thanks, Natalie. To see it all go. You and Brian and Ryan and everyone over at Goose Gear have been so just hospitable and welcoming of me and Eric and the project that we've been doing and just really giving us a great platform to build on, especially for Eric's OCD. It's been helping a lot. <laughs> platform to build on, considering they make, like, platform kits. Yeah. It's a good pun. Platform just to great. build on. Yeah, it's just great. In you like park, that? In Park Series, you build. Yeah. So... There you go. The cool thing is, like Park Series, like right now, I have my original carpet in the rear. I've got two, I've got two cargo areas. One of which my fridge is on top of, which doesn't do me a lot of good. But still, you could run Goose Gear, like the Goose Gear, like storage system, on a stock Subaru just as a two-piece module. Yeah, this Park Series, it's really nice that it could just kind of strap in via your factory's tie-down locations. Yep. And then the plate is optional compared to our normal Explorer Series, where the plate is like the foundation. Like I have in my Jeep, like we have in our Jeeps, yeah. Eric. But the plate for my setup is great because... It gives you that tire, spare tire. Exactly. If yeah. you've gone up in tire size, your factory donut spare is not it's doing no longer any good. Yeah. So you can remove that donut spare. You can gain several cubic feet of storage area. Yeah. It's less accessible, but for stuff that you need, like recovery gear, tools, air compressor, uh, built-ins that you don't need to access unless you're servicing them... Uh, it's a great like hidden storage area 
and it gives you that like little bit of uh little bit of additional storage on a vehicle that has very very little to begin with it's a great starter pack it is park series like you could start really simple Well, eric's is more advanced right yeah and then you could upgrade it as you go what does eric have in his so eric has well you have the rear the rear plate in yours with the single nine inch or seven inch utility module right i think so yeah, yeah. and that lays flat oh no single because it's fridge is on the yeah because then That's you right. have your fridge on your driver's side so you have a f- plate system your driver's side fridge which is tied down strapped into place into the plate and then you have a seven inch utility module with top hatch that goes all the way down to the spare compartment too and yeah. that top hatch has another hatch and un- underneath that accesses to the plate so you have all the way access and then you have the 60% sleep platform, which is on the passenger side. That 60 side completely flat, so you could sleep. It's a great package for anybody. I I had a Subaru Crosstrek for years, and I'm like, man, I wish I still had it with this package. Because for me, as a small human being, it fits me perfectly. And I'm like, dang, but I love my 4Runner now, so I can't even judge. That's awesome. Yeah, for my adventures that I'm trying to do with this vehicle, which is like, you know, maybe two nights possibly three it's perfect it's perfect it's usually solo adventures when i'm going off to like sneak away and go fly fishing yeah or go to an archery event or just hit a mountain biking trail and it's like i'm just going to be there with my dog and for me and leroy it's perfect sleeping inside the vehicle the system actually stows away so i had access to my full rear seat so Leroy was comfortable on my four-hour drive up here to Big Bear. There was a lot of traffic. <laughs> I was going to say four hours. Yeah, because uh, you, you're not deleting the seats. Delete the seats. It's no. a sleep platform now. And then, and then I got to camp. I, I pushed the passenger front seat all the way forward and lean it all the way forward. And then I put the passenger rear seat leaned forward. And the two plates just, like, clip into each other. Yeah, it, it's they strapped great. to the headrest for like additional support. support and I've driven with the platform in place and it, it works perfectly if you just want to drive yeah. with the platform in place or if you want your full back seat, the platform pieces store on top. Yeah. Or uh, in the wheel well, like yeah. folded up vertically behind the passenger front seat. Yeah in the back and they they just sit there i put a little towel between them so they didn't rattle, rattle. development and really thought that I mean, went through natalie yes. thank you guys so much yeah, for what you've fun. done it's been great to work on you guys thank you for coming in with us yeah. you, they were a part of our development process as well so it was Phil's great here to be in the part. house from pure four by four yeah 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 welcome up, phil buddy? guys all right so natalie thank you so much for being part of what we do of we're course glad to have you on the show and uh, if you guys want to learn more about Goose Gear, go to Goose Gear on Instagram or Goose Gear, Goose Dash Gear. Goose Dash Gear. Don't forget that dash. Com yep. Online, and you can learn all about Goose Gear. Go check out Rhino Adventure Gear. They can kit out your entire vehicle with an entire Goose Gear platform from start to finish with the install. Great, great company to connect with. Thank you for having me here. Thanks, Natalie. Dude, and that ceviche was awesome. Love you guys. Those tacos were great. All the food was good. All the food. All no the food. complaints. <laughs> Shh, don't tell everybody I cook food. Though. Uh, <laughs> they don't need to know. Right on, Allie. Bye, guys. Thank you. All right, so right now we're going to get uh, situated. We're going to get Phil real quick because he's a very busy person here at Pure 4x4 Base Camp. Uh, we grabbed him. We grabbed him. <laughs> you know, your team, Phil, let me tell you, your team is very loyal and very dedicated to you. They know what you go through. 
they know you're a father and here why don't you grab that mic right there hold about four fingers away from your mouth okay. at all times and sure. yeah um, Thanks, oh, thank you. And I went up there I looking you. I for love you. This is the best ever. <laughs> and you guys. One of your guys is like, yeah, we could maybe do this on Tuesday. I'm like, okay, well, we got to try to do it tonight if we're going to do it. And we'll just take about 10 minutes of your time. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But yeah. this event has been wild. Um, it's a different event right that I'm normally used to from like the Overland space. This right. is more of a party, yeah. have fun, cut loose, and feel safe. That's one thing I noticed. It's yes. like, I've left my bike out, I've left my stuff open. And I've never felt like I was going to get something stolen. Yeah, and that's that's how it is in every base camp, you know. We even, our merch booth is open. Pretty much, we, we leave it open the whole night. Come back the next day, it, it's still okay. So. Because the the community you have, <laughs> I, know. Is, is I know. Don't don't steal our shit though. Really, well, <laughs> the community cuss? is really respectful. But <laughs> yeah. the other thing is, it's a huge. You have a huge family. I wouldn't even call it like a organization or a company. Right. You have a family that's here. Everybody's family, looking. Yeah. Everybody's looking out for each other. Like I said, I came looking yeah. for you, and one of your guys is like, man. He's going to be busy for the next, like, 24 hours. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, all right, well, I'm going to try because Phil said he was interested, so I'm going to try. Of course, yeah. But I appreciate you making the time. So let's just cut to it. How did Basecamp start? How did Pure 4x4 really get going? So it's funny uh, that you ask because um, 2020. Can you introduce yourself real quick? Okay, my name is Phil Cedro. Um, we started Pure in 2007. Uh, it actually started as a club promotions company. Are you one of the main... Founders yes, I, uh, me and Lou Mendoza are the, the co-founders. Okay. Lou was the MC all night. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah Lou's he's been hype man. Yeah, he's hype man. He's always, he's always been the guy behind the mic, you know, That's awesome. behind, the, uh, behind the bullhorn. He's he, he's the voice of Pure, pretty much. I'm just a guy behind the scenes making make sure everything happens right. And keep it smooth. Because yes. it's a lot. Like, I've done like 120, 150 people events. That's a lot. I need, oh, I need gosh, a lot man. of help from friends to like yes. come in and just manage. And Eric's helped. And I've had so many friends help. And seeing what you have, like I said, you have a family that's literally a family here. You guys are all watching out for each other. And this event has a lot of moving parts, a lot of Time, different yeah. people right, right, coming in. Mm -hmm. um, you guys cut loose. Like, yeah. no, there's there's no doubt about it. You guys cut loose more than any other group I've known. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, have a good time. That's all we're about, just having yeah. a good time. Because, again, 2007, we started Club Promotion. So... You know, we promoted the clubs, and what are you doing in clubs? You have a good time. Yep. And and then we evolved to like pure VIP, which is the car scene, the VIP like Yakuza style, like sedans, yep. loaded to the ground, like native camber, like large Asian community. Yeah, like, I mean, culture. yeah, JDM, JDM yep. car culture yep. is where we came from. By default, it's that way. Yeah, yeah. and then so COVID hit 2020, and excuse me, every year, you know, for my birthday, I get an Airbnb somewhere. But okay. because of COVID, I was like, why don't we just try camping somewhere? I love getting everybody together all the time. So, and then... Uh, it was your birthday. It was my birthday, October. That's, funny. That's what I do for so summer camp is on my birthday. It, it wasn't base camp. I mean, it was, before that, it was my birthday. Yeah. And then it was October 2020. And I found a place my buddy told me about in, in NorCal as a private spot, 1,500 acres. And I, bro, it'd be dope to rent this out for my birthday. Have all the homies come out, you know, just get a bunch of RVs and just hang out and drink and stuff like that. And, yeah. And then, you know, two weeks in, I was like, what if you open up to everybody else? And then we did. And then I think 150 rigs came out, 20 vendors, you know. And then fast forward to the day, we're like 500 plus rigs, 100 plus vendors. Keeping so. it going. Yeah, we're keeping it going. So. Now, how yeah. was it this year versus previous years? Um, it, it's good. So this year we, we had double the vendors present. Um, so as you can see, it's, it's pretty, a lot of great here. companies were here. Like some of the yes. top 74 weld was here. I was like, yeah, yeah. So damn, that's like, they're like the biggest, hottest thing right now. Exactly. With the portals, man. Yep. So Quinn, Quinn's a great guy. And, um, I met him through stellar belt. Uh, he had oh his car. My God, I'm, in, I'm in Sacramento. So dude. stellar belt worked on there first to come up with this port. Yes. Yeah, dude. Oh, that yeah. Was, Dimit that, Shout out to that green vehicle that came, the blue, the blue, 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 bl
yeah. with solid axle yes. conversion. Yeah. Like that Moscow was one of the Mule. few vehicles that I actually videotaped. Yeah. Like I'm not a fanboy of most, but that was like got the camera out. Yeah. I'm like not even talking to them, just videotaping. Like Yeah, you can not love it. You know what I mean? Like it's so I think it's on forty twos now or something, yeah, right? He just keeps going out high every other month. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But shout out to Dimitri man, he's a great guy. He takes care of us all the time in Sacramento. And I appreciate you guys having Tread Lightly out. That's why I'm here. Absolutely, I'm volunteering yeah. my time for Tread Lightly. I'm, of you know, course. I've been regular nine to five, but I got to represent them. And they're like, "Hey, Ali, you want to go to this?" I'm like, "Sounds like kind of my scene." So yeah. I'm gonna go check it out. Yeah. And I've known KC just briefly. Rick Talk, yeah. Yeah, from Rick Talk, and uh, I'm like, "Okay, let's go. Let's go check it out." And honestly, I really I slept right here right. every night, and I actually enjoyed it. Like did you get listening. no sleep or did you get sleep at all? No, I slept like a baby. Like, <laughs> oh, okay, good. Just having so many people yeah. having fun around me, like, it's my comfort zone. Okay, yeah. So I was able That's to like, just yeah. pass out. I'm like, okay, there's other eyes out there. Right. You know? Mm-hmm. And um, I think what you've done and what you've created and the positivity, like, all the people that have come up to the Tread Lightly booth have been respectful, interested. Right. They really, truly want to know. You gave me an opportunity to give, like, a 10-minute. Like, you gave me an yeah. hour, but, like, yeah. that crowd... They needed 10 minutes. Yeah. So I gave them the 10-minute run. Right, yeah. And they were, I had a couple people who were, like, listening in. They came to the booth, and they're like, hey, man, good talk. So yeah. thank you for giving Tread Lightly that opportunity to just get the of message out. Of course, yeah. You know, we, we support all the advocacy groups. You know, we had Corvo on our, our team before. Yeah. Um, Tread Lightly. Um, we have Trails 411. Uh, Southern California Mountain Foundation's out here as yep. well. Yep. And, um, yeah, I mean, we support it. If we can get back some type of way, we're, we're down for it. Well, I appreciate you having Rick for Dirt here. We also do uh, cleanups and projects. Yeah. Like Lido Creek, Lower San Bernardino. Right. So That's be- awesome because we, we want to just kind of like instill those same values and everyone that loves what we yeah. love. Yeah. And we love that you're bringing new people into this like and as long as they're awesome atmosphere yes. of yes. like it's a different way of modifying vehicles it's different than drift it's different than tuner but it's not any less fun and it this, yeah. allows you to like take your family with you and like go to a and remote campsite yeah. and then have bonding experiences and it's like yeah. it's this whole new world of adventure yeah. but your crew's definitely bringing in a lot of like newness yeah. Like, right. yeah. not right. just new vehicle types younger, like, a younger lot of, people a lot of Lexus platform yeah. beautiful yeah. off-road vehicles out, here yay, Lexus. dude Let's go, Lexus. well he's got a Lexus. well represented <laughs> beyond just your normal toyota like yeah. tundras tacomas forerunners and rav4s like yeah. right. now they're getting into some of the lexus and like like bespoke like there's a Cayenne over there earlier that was super yeah. built out. It's, not, it's right there, yeah. It, dude, there's some like... That's actually uh, on a raffle right now. What? Yeah. The um, Cayenne? 180 tickets for 100 bucks each. No way. So I'm on, a, I'm on an energy after this. Yeah, I'm about to go there. You reminded me actually. Yeah, it's, okay. it's, a, it's, it's an off-road Cayenne. Cayenne, all black, black interior. It's <laughs> freaking clean. I'm not sure which one it is, but I'll, it's take a it, I'll take it 100 bucks, though. It's a Porsche Cayenne. <laughs> I know there's a, what is it, the 20, 2007 or 2010 Cayenne yeah. V10. Oh, yeah. I got so, 100 bucks on a raffle ticket for that. I there's, got friends. If it's yeah. one, one of 180, I like my chances. Whoever wins chance. this, Phil. <laughs> whoever wins this, send them my way, because I have a friend over in North Carolina at Eurowise who knows how to build out for off-road oh, that Cayenne. Yeah, well, it'll look amazing. Oh, there we go. Yeah. There it is. Probably has your wife stuff on us. <laughs> so no, yeah. but it, that's right. My, my point was, uh, you're introducing a lot of folks to a new scene, and so yeah. starting that relationship with like respect for the trails yes. and yes. good land stewardship, because yeah. a yes. lot of folks get into like 
off-roading and they, they they just like go have a party in the wilderness and like yes and they, they fuck just, it all up they leave and, all yeah. their shit yeah, yeah. Like, and then it, and then it becomes a problem for, you for like exactly. you guys want into yeah. it you're getting yeah. into it like all the jdm crowd from the hondas that they were like racing in the streets yes. like i was yeah. part of that we were street racing yeah. on, in riverside gmr canyon racing toge we were doing all the things and you know elevating it now to like off-road you realize okay it's no longer to take over off-road like uh uh, what do you call it? Not off-road, but uh, outlaw style. It's more of like, yeah. let's respect the land yes. and enjoy it and have good times and really do our, do the do the outlaw stuff with our vehicles. Right. Like, build them out in outlaw ways. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, coming from the, the JDM scene where we were very, like, outlaw, like, fuck the cops, like, blah, blah, blah. Now we're like, U.S. Forest Service, let's work together. Let's yeah. let's build relationships. Let's keep the trails good. Like that's what it's about. From yeah. fuck the police to from well, fuck the yo no, seriously. Forest Ranger, how can I help you clean up the trails today? Right? Yeah. No, seriously. <laughs> well, I, got, I gotta say, we all we all just got older. Yeah, you know did. what I'm saying. We yeah. all came from the same scene, JDM Two kids scene. Now, yeah, like, and we all got older. We want to have a party with our kids and our families still. So this is what we're doing now. <laughs> and that it's a great evolution, it's of, evolution uh, of, of life, life. Yeah. and it's awesome to bring the kids into it because, right. like, like you said, there's like kids rolling around on like little miniature Polaris, yeah. like yeah. like yeah. side by sides, yeah, and like, Robin. dude, they're like all like. <laughs> respectful like they're having fun and they're, they're motoring kids. around but yeah. they're good kids they're yeah. just like playing around and having a good time they're not like disruptive or like running over people's campsites like they're they're maintaining yeah. like good <laughs> practice on like recreational fun yeah they're having they're, like, a great time but like they, yeah they go slow and there's a lot of people around and then yeah. they get to a wide open area Those are the same kids that were here and the they, they, yeah. they, they, they throttle open and it's just like all right good job yeah, kids like, yeah. kids that listened to our whole spiel and understood it and were like we're gonna do our part yeah yeah no rad thank you for having us uh thank you for having yeah, yeah, i'm glad i could be here for them and Thank you for giving me an opportunity to hang out with you for a minute. Of course, yeah. And uh, yeah, and hopefully, like you know, I'm down. Like, if you guys want to do like a project or something, let's get together. Yeah, I think and I was talking something. to um, was it Brandon? I think at Trail yeah, yeah, Alvarez, and, yeah. And we've been trying to um, you know figure out a day we can do a trail cleanup in yeah, Northern man, California easy. by Sacramento. I was talking to Sean uh, or Mike Ceseris over there yeah. uh, with the Mountain Foundation. Yes, yes. And so he's like, he's asking for help. So if we could all get together and go do some of these projects that he needs, like uh, one in '09 some people turned this one land into like a shooting range with the highways like right above it oh so gosh. somebody's gonna get shot one of these that's days crazy, yeah. so he's like let's go over there put some signs up some put some put like that's the kind of work that the u.s forest service needs help with yeah and, and to keep our trails like open we're down just let us know you know yeah, if you can take part somehow hey yeah. thanks bro awesome. yeah thank I'll you i'll let too. you get back to it i know yeah, you're busy right on yeah brother i'm busy taking shots of hennessy yeah you're right <laughs> <laughs> you <guys laughs> <in your> hennessy, <laughs> bro good yeah. times kick-ass event yeah. thank you for having us out here my friend this was awesome yeah. Thanks, for being here. Thanks, Phil. Thank you guys. Thank you. Shout out to you all, too. Thank you, everybody. Um, and Luminar's going to be in, what, 20 minutes? 30 oh, yeah. Minutes? Okay. Yeah. Don't forget about Luminar. <laughs> we call it Maybe Saturday. There's still a lot of fun. Yeah. 9.30, what? Silent Disco also. Oh, yeah. Another oh, tonight Silent again? Disco tonight. Oh, my God. And then KC's I'm having so something. I'm so excited. Did it pass? It was at 6, yeah. So we keep missing the KC thing. Oh, well. So it'll happen. We'll go next time. Busy. Everyone's been having fun. This has been a good time. Awesome times. All right, guys. Awesome well, event. thank Such you for time. listening. Yeah. Oh, so like, yeah, it so has been, oh, it's been a treat to do something outside of the box of what we normally do. It's great to see different organizations doing it differently. It's all got to exist, and it's all got to be educated. And 
it's not like pointing the finger like what are they doing it's like hey go get involved go be part of it i saw some old school jeep heads local big bear guys thanks Phil. i've seen some like local big bear guys out here just like loving what they're seeing and they're they're experiencing a whole new generation new culture yes. entering a scene that you know yeah you can you can be like, oh, all these guys are coming into the scene. Or you could be like, oh, let's tell them what we're doing and let's, Dude, let's not, show them how we're doing it. There's not one right way to have a good time camping. Just, just but there's one no harm. There's one right way to leave your campsite. Yeah, it's the it same way you found it. It doesn't matter if you want to listen to EDM music with flashing disco lights in and amongst the pine trees. Right. Or if you want a quiet night by a campfire with your loved one. Correct. Like, just leave the campsite better than you found it. That's if it. Everyone Easy. that came out, and everyone can go enjoy the outdoors in the way that they see fit. Yeah. It's it's out here for everyone. It's our public land. That's true. So it's like, there's no one way to enjoy it, but there is one way to like leave it. Just just simple as that. Yes. Le- leave it slightly better than you found it. If any of you guys are out there and listening, and you're like kind of wondering about tread lightly, or if you haven't really gotten into it or other organizations like Corva, or if you're within the industry, Orba, which is the off-road, like, you know, uh, corporate kind of deal of it. Um, go check the, check out these organizations, Corva, Tread Lightly, Friends of Oceana Dunes, which just had a great victory uh, in Oceana Dunes, where now it seems like we're gonna be able to take our kids out there for years to come. Um, they finally, like, you know, at least won this battle. There's, the war is constantly it's, gonna be It's going one on. of very few spots where we can go drive on the sand. On the sand There's the thousands beach. of miles of coastline where we can't. Yep. It seems logical to save at least a few miles of the entire west coast of this continent for a little bit of off-road recreation. 100%. So I'm so happy to hear that. I want to go celebrate that and, and get a permit. Go hang out with Rugged. Go hang out with Rugged. Dude, hang out with our boys at Rugged. Dustin and Greg and Steve's. Yeah. And yeah. Yeah. Go go buy some of my favorite restaurants Drag on Kelly the Central Coast. Yeah. And yeah. Go play around in the dunes or camp where well, you have. We are going to be doing a summer trip coming up. And the summer trip, yes. even though it's not going to be in the summer, it's probably going to be in September, which is after summer, I guess. But still, summer. Uh, for us, as close as it gets, and we're going to be doing a trip up the coast and coming back down. We'll figure it all out, and uh, yeah. Summer weather, less traffic. Yeah, summer weather, I less, like traffic. less traffic. I like that. Uh, I just want to interject for a moment. Sure. Uh, another group that one of my writers, Chris Collard, is really involved in is Cal Four Wheel Drive. Oh, that's right, Cal Four Wheel. So yeah. Yeah, I yeah. want to make sure Good we job. mention them too because awesome. they're really important. They do a lot of legislation stuff, and they do a lot to really try to keep the trails open. Um, yep. He's, I want to say, in like Northern California area, but. There, yeah, Rubicon area and all of that stuff. Okay. So it, they're they're another foundation that's really prominent. Awesome. At least for California, we are. I love that. Find, but I want to make sure find something local near you. Like it doesn't it doesn't take much more than an internet search to find like different ways and organizations that are already trying to organize efforts right. to keep trails open. Yeah, there's whether, slightly, whether, whether it's cleanup or yes. and you don't need it you don't need to wait for someone to organize an event for you. you like can go while, organize your own. while you're out you can organize your own with your friends. If you've got kids, teach them good habits and bring an extra trash bag and fill it up before you leave camp with other people's trash that wasn't yours. Yeah. And those little that's steps. That's leaving it better than you found it. Yes. That's what that whole thing is about. If yeah, you pick those, up trash that's not yours, that's leaving it better than you found it. It's great Picking to have your organized trash is events. Leaving it as good as you found it. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Cleaning that's up your own minimum. trash that's is leaving minimum. it as good as you found it. That Cleaning up other people's trash is, is yeah. that's that's what we're asking for. Yeah. Is is pick up more trash than what you came with. If yeah. you can walk around your campsite and you don't find a single piece of trash, that means we're all doing it right. Yep. And if and you find a single piece of trash, just spend a few minutes. 
Grab yeah. it. Use it the paper take towel to pick long. it up. You'll feel, you'll feel way better about yourself. Yeah. Another thing you can do is also uh, become a member at treadlightly.org. It's only 25 bucks a year. 25 bucks a year is your entry-level membership. Yeah. You become a member. You play a part. Your money goes to a great foundation that's doing wonderful things for our country across the entire nation. Um, we got really interested in the whole 50 for 50 project they were doing and that's just one small entity of everything that they're doing and I think the organization is doing fantastic things and what I've seen over the last few years has been magnificent and yep. I would love to continue to see that growth happen that education happen and their involvement in educating people continue and it, it takes us to make that happen so absolutely yeah 100%. wanted to plug that too no thank you Kelly like that's so true and if you guys again go over to treadlightly.org org and uh, check out what they're all about if you feel compelled it'd be great to have you as a member um, if anything check out rig for dirt follow us on instagram because we do post events every so often that are projects with the u.s forest service and tread lightly we are always trying to do our part and we're trying to include you into that part and we end up camping out at some beautiful spots and we really live the life that we so ardently uh talk about like we're all about it so let's really be about it Put your money where your mouth is. Yes. Well so. said, well said. All right. Well, thank you, Tread Magazine, for supporting what me and Eric are doing. Uh, Frank right now is on the Connell Divide trip with Rebel Off-Road, so I'm sure Woo! he's going to have some great stories to share with us. Can't wait when for When he that. gets back, yeah. Is that the same trip he did? Before. When he did the photo shoot with Tread? Yeah. Okay. I think yeah. so. We yeah. passed some of those magazines out this weekend. We did. Frank's magazine was passed out at the Tread Lightly <laughs> booth. Um, people are like, is Tread? tread lightly no but they are partners uh yes. tread lightly or tread gives tread lightly some space in the magazine as when we part can of doing yes. your part right and that's great and you know that's what it's all about it's all of us working together to maximize the benefit and keep protect keep protecting the fun that's what we're doing keep protecting the fun so we can keep open these areas that we love keep on protecting on yeah uh, yeah so anyways, guys, if you want to learn more about me, you can find me at Kate the Jeep and you can follow along with my Subaru, my Jeep or my Suburban build, depending on what I'm feeling. Uh, Eric, where do they find you? American Overland and uh, with you here at Rig for Dirt. At Rig for Dirt. And glad to have you. Kelly? You can find me personally at Twinkie923 on Instagram or you can find Tread Magazine <laughs> at Tread underscore magazine multiple places or tread magazine one of the two we got youtube instagram facebook website magazine you can buy at barnes and noble or your local grocery store and you guys are international too we are international i cannot wait for kate the jeep to be international I so we do have a canadian distribution for sure and i one of my writers found it in iceland when she was on vacation That's on her so own rad. So I know it's out there in other places too. That's awesome. Yeah. I, you know, if you guys, uh, if you pick up no other issue other than Frank's issue, pick up uh, September's issue, which uh, is going to have a little feature with Kate the Jeep. September, October on sale. How nine long have five. we been working on that? How long have we been working on that? <laughs> Four years now. Four years. And honestly, I think she's at the perfect place for tread. This is the ultimate limit of what the Overland build out for Kate should have been and has been. And then from here, I think we're going a little hardcore crawling. Like that's so fun this. though yeah, we still are open to learning more about that it's too. gonna be a good time yeah so anyways guys thank you as usual for listening i really appreciate all of your support the messages you guys send on our instagram at rick for dirt uh reaching out talking to us letting us know that we're we're connecting with you and and you know 
I can't tell you how much it does mean because sometimes it feels like you're just speaking into a microphone and the fact that you guys are actually listening, downloading, being there, I just want to let you know that thank you. You're making this possible for me and I hope that I can bring you guys some inspiration, some aspiration and uh, just good times. So thank you all and more to come. Thanks guys. Thanks. Bye.